to the cloud. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me today. Um, we are going to be talking about fitness psychology, um, and we're going to be talking about something which is a bit of a framework, uh, which will help you with overcoming any kind of obstacles, whether they be in your real life, real obstacles, or ones that are just kind of popping up uh, out of your brain. Um, thank you very much for all of those who are with me right now. Um, hello to those of you who are listening along. Um, and obviously, we have a few new people as well. So hopefully, you're listening along too. Um, but what I'm going to do first is I'm going to start by giving credit to where this um, this framework came from. So I listened to a podcast with this chap here who's called Ben Bergeron. And if you're in the fitness industry, you will know who he is. Uh, he is a uh, CrossFit coach. He does all sorts of um, fitness training stuff. And he basically has come up with this really interesting um, sort of framework that you can use to help improve decision making. Um, you might want to look him up. He's done tons of podcasts. Um, he talks about this thing a lot. Um, but this is something that I really wanted you guys to know because um, after I kind of listened to it and I kind of processed it a little bit, um, I have found, and this was probably about a month ago or so I listened to it, I have found myself consistently referring back to it when I make excuses or things don't go as I planned or, or, or these kinds of things and actually helping you to reframe your own decision making in order or my own decision making uh, in order to actually frame things in a, in a in a better light and actually take some action to improve it so hopefully you will find some some good use out of this okay it's really simple um but hopefully it will be quite impactful so four levels um and the first level and we're going to basically building up in terms of levels of thinking um i don't necessarily see these as being purely um sort of in order sort of i don't see them as purely building upon one upon the other i think that it's not necessarily that you start at level one and then you build up to going to level four i think that we always float between those levels depending upon our mood or depending on circumstances um and perhaps some people spend more time at different levels than others and it also depends on context but the useful thing to think about is that you want to try to ascend through the levels given whatever's going on and then that will then give you a framework to make better decisions and actually make but take better action. OK, so don't necessarily think about as I'm just a level one person. Nobody's just purely anything here. All right. So first one is actually something that I don't. Thankfully, I don't actually see an awful lot of from you guys, um, which is basically behaving as if you are just purely uh, a victim. OK, now. The attributes and behavior that would be associated with this are things like essentially it's fundamentally it's it's looking for external things that are going on in your life that are reason why you are unable to take action to achieve the goal to to be successful or to do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, the caveat for this is pretty straightforward. There are genuine victims in the world. You know, if you're um, if you're on the Gaza Strip and you've just had your, your house blown up, you are a victim and that is a good reason. What we need to do is, but hopefully we can be sensible enough to sort of distinguish between when somebody's just playing the victim and when somebody is being a victim, okay, uh, actually being victimized. The the great excuse that I'm, or not excuse, the thing that came out the other day that made me think that I need to, I need to shift this um, was when I was, I basically quickly just out of nowhere, somebody asked me to do something. I went, I don't have time, okay, because basically what I'm saying is, is that um, my life is too busy. I'm too important. I have too much on. I could possibly consider doing X, Y, Z, right? Obviously, that's not true. That was me just a quick reaction. But I did think about it in this moment. I thought, well, actually, that's not correct. 
I need to move this on. And we'll talk about where you would move on to in a minute. But I think we all have the ability to be in this moment, right? So if you're looking for excuses, if you're sort of, you know, blaming the government, blaming the weather, blaming, um, you know, whatever it is, your boss, your job, your partner, like whatever, if you're saying to people, oh, I, I, you know, if you if you hand in a food journal and it's saying, oh, well, you know, I didn't want to eat this, but this person made me, that's very victim-y kind of behavior. Um, and you can do a lot. And what the, the main problem with that is, is that as it says at the bottom is you are just a leaf blowing in the wind. You are essentially a victim of circumstance. You don't have any influence on your own ability or you don't have any influence on your own life. And you're kind of just playing constantly in defensive mode, just trying your best to survive rather than actually going out there and making the change. But as I said, I don't tend to see a lot of this from you guys. So thankfully, that's quite good, right? The next level up. So if I say that I don't have time, which would be the victim statement, the next level up would be saying something like, um, actually, that's not a priority for me right now. So it is essentially taking responsibility and saying that actually, instead of just being a victim, you're being more sort of pessimistic. Now, again, this is probably something that you'll recognize in yourself. Uh, this is something that you'll recognize in others. I think a really obvious example of a pessimistic outlook is that you find safety in expecting bad outcomes. So a really sort of silly example might be, going to watch a, a rugby game or something and going into it thinking, well, there's no chance we're going to win because actually then if you don't win, you're not, you're not hurt about it. But um, the you can do the same thing with your own life where you do actually have control. So you could say to me, um, you know, I'm not particularly good at, um, you know, dump, moving, dump, doing dumbbell exercises. I'm not very good at that and I'm never going to be good at that. That's a very pessimistic outlook. Um, and it kind of accepts that although other people are capable of making the change that you want, you could see that it's worked, you have evidence that it could work. If you think that you are incapable or you lack the capability to actually ascend yourself to that level and you're not willing to change. OK, it's very much about being in a fixed mindset. And ultimately, it's it's something that we want to try to work on. Now, this level is the second level. The next level up is um, actually something which is... Um, is, is is well it's 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 you're being the optimist okay and you would think that it would be obvious that being an optimist is better than being a pessimist but i don't know that that's always true because i think that the optimist has similar problems to the pessimist i think the only advantage the optimist has over the pessimist is that the optimist actually does something tries to actually begin doing something the pessimist probably stays as they are but the optimist also if you're purely optimistic and I have to say, in lots of things, this is where I probably find myself. This is the one that resonates with me most strongly, is that you are someone who is um, essentially you're you're seeing opportunities, you're seeing obstacles rather than not see, rather than seeing obstacles. Um, and whatever you set your you have the fundamental belief, you know, whatever I can set my mind to, I can do it. And that is, although it's a great attitude to have, um, it kind of misses the fact that. The, uh, the reality of the situation is, is that there's a good chance that you may need to acquire some skills, you may need to practice, you may need to sort of go through challenge, you may need to um, actually struggle a little bit, and it's going to be it's going to be hard, and it's going to take longer than you think. Um, and essentially, what happens is the optimist gives up when reality doesn't meet expectations. So you're very much the person that says, okay, brilliant, right, so I'm going to go and do my, um, my six week fitness plan health and fitness plan i'm going to train six days a week i'm going to eat this and that i'm just going to eat kale and chicken it's going to be amazing and then the first weekend comes and it starts to get difficult and then they give up 
or somebody comes and says okay you, um you know you 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 miss a gym session and although and then because you have to work late or something and then you say oh well, well do you know if i've missed it i've screwed it up i'm going to start again next week this person is typically all or nothing struggles with consistency um and is is obsessed with making sure that they wait for the right time all right and so essentially what we need to do in order to get ourselves out of these and hopefully you can um you can find some examples in your own life where you are like this, whether that be within your work life, whether that be sort of doing the stuff that we're working on together, um, or whether that be, you know, with relationships or or anything, even if, you know, you're doing some DIY and painting a wall and saying, well, how hard can this be? And all of a sudden you realize, actually, it's a lot more difficult than I thought it was. The If you can find some, um, if you can identify some areas in which you will do this, it helps you to actually make decisions more effectively. So, what do we actually want to do in order to basically get over this? We start off being the victim. The best way to get out of being a victim is to just accept responsibility. You could accept responsibility and then jump to being a pessimist. You could probably also jump to being an optimist. You can see where this is going. The combination of the two is that we want to gel them together. All right. Now, for those of you that don't know, the Stockdale paradox is a really good example of this in action. So this is uh, Captain Stockdale who is on the right-hand side. Those of you listening along, it's uh, an American chap with lots of medals. And essentially, he was a prisoner of war. And they basically were being kept in a prisoner of war camp. They had pretty much no human rights. They're being fed gruel every day. They were had no hope of, being, um, of, of leaving. There was no indication as to when they would leave. They were beaten regularly. They were being given... Um, you know, manual labor tasks to do. They weren't be, they were being denied of sleep. Um, all of the things that you could possibly imagine to be the most like horrendous experience in the world. And he basically managed to make it through that. Eventually they did manage to get out and then he managed to live a very successful life afterwards. Um, and you can look it up and I'm not going to spend ages talking about it. But the the main point is, is that he was talking about having how a balance of, of pessimism and optimism was actually the most optimal way for somebody to survive. And ironically, what he said was it was the optimists who died first. So they would tell each other, we'll be out by Christmas. Christmas comes round and they get really disappointed. They'll say, okay, we'll be out by next Christmas. Christmas comes round again and they get really disappointed again. And this is kind of like, it's the hope that kills, right? And eventually they were the ones that essentially gave up and died first. The pessimists actually last longer um, and it was the people that were able to actually maintain this balance of the faith that you will get there in the end, whilst also confronting the fact that life is going to be really, really difficult. Those were the people that did the best in that situation and ones that actually made it to the end. OK, so although there are there are benefits to being pessimistic, there are benefits to being optimistic and um, you might be more likely to get started if you're optimistic, but you also therefore might be more likely to keep going if you're pessimistic and we need to combine these two things together and actually catch yourself out when you're saying these things um, in order to basically make sure that you are going to be able to continue as long as possible. So the fourth level of what he talks about here is the realist, which is the one that we all want to be aspiring to be. Um, the Basically, you're, there is no good or bad, but thinking makes it so is a Shakespeare quote. 
Um, and what that means is, is it doesn't matter whether what's going on is really good. It doesn't matter whether what's going on really bad. You have your goal in mind. You know what you need to do to achieve it. You expect that there's going to be difficulties. Uh, they might be educating you. They might be um, actually helpful, the difficulties. The only thing that you need to worry about is how you respond. And that's the thing, the thing that is really important is that what I'd like for everyone to take forward on from this from this little this little sort of framework is the only thing that you the only thing you can control is how you respond to the the things that happen, um, and as long as you continue to conti continue pushing forwards, um, and actually have confidence that you can get better, you can learn new things, you can do things in a different way, um, and the, regardless of the fact of whether you're gonna you're gonna encounter obstacles, it's gonna take longer than you think, it's gonna be harder than you think, whatever. As long as you can say, I'm not going to give up until I get to the goal then you will you stand the actual stand the best chance of getting there and this is something that i um often say to people when they're first starting is we need to make an agreement here that you're going to continue to work with me until you achieve your outcome because it's really common that people will get frustrated or things life circumstances will change or they'll get halfway there and then they'll sort of think oh, i'm not really sure if you set out a goal to me that you want to be X, Y, or Z, but by, you know, it doesn't matter when we get there, we're going to keep working towards there until you get to that goal. And not until you get 99% of the way towards the goal, but when you get the whole way there. Um, and I think that's that's the, the thing that's going to help in terms of keeping you long-term focused and also not too overwhelmed when the challenge sort of happens, which it inevitably will. So making the jump is very very simple we're going to assume that these are linear we've sort of explained what we think about this but the first level so to go from victim to being a pessimist you need to accept responsibility okay so if you're ever blaming anybody else for why you are not in shape you're being a victim take responsibility um, and actually just say look it's not a priority for me right now it's not something i'm willing to work on you know but it's my fault i'm in control the second thing is actually believing that you can change OK, so rather than thinking to yourself, so if you're being a pessimist, you might think it's all too overwhelming It's too much. I couldn't possibly make the adjustment. I can't possibly go from, you know, not being able to get off the sofa or not feeling like getting off the sofa to running a marathon. OK, but could you run around the block? OK, so that sounds like too much of a commitment. I can start by doing X. OK, build belief through small actions, build yourself up to being that optimist and actually give yourself the best chance of success. or if you're the other way around, and this would be how you'd get from being an optimist to being a realist, is you have to accept that in almost all circumstances, it's going to take longer than you think. It's going to be harder than you think. You're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to do things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them. And um, so, for example, you're going to have to go out and go to the gym when it's freaking zero degrees outside and you don't want to leave the house. Or you're going to have to you know, eat something that you don't want to eat. Or you're going to have to not eat something that you do want to eat occasionally. Um, and to be honest with you, the thing that you should the best way I think of being that realist and making it work is that you kind of wait until you start to feel hard if you make a change and it's easy you haven't really started yet you're kind of anticipating that you're going to find that difficult thing okay so hopefully that's useful and hopefully you guys can and I'd be interested to have a little chat about this afterwards but if you can um actually take some of this away and actually use this model um, to help you make better decisions it is something that i'll be referring to if you guys are sort of having issues and something the anything pops up here um and i think it's gonna be really useful okay so hopefully and um, that was nice and um thank you very much for joining me uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks and i will see you soon if i can pause it